0: Hello, good morning. Thank you so much for tuning in. May God bless you as you listen in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. My name is Nana, and it's such a joy to be with you today, the ninth day in the month of August 2023. It's been a while, and I would like to thank everyone that reached out to check on me. Um, I've just been so busy, and um, also health wise, I wasn't very strong. In in health. Uh, but I thank God for His mercies and His healing grace. I'm bouncing back. I'm coming back. I'm coming back. <clears throat> and I have so much to share with you because um, all through this period, the past couple of weeks, um, God has given me the grace to just sit um, and study His Word. And He has also um, been able to give me some deep revelations um, through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit and sometimes also when I listen to other messengers of the gospel, other preachers of the gospel on various platforms I promise you if you keep your eyes your ears open, if you ask God for revelation you might even be watching cartoon and you get a message from there, trust me Um, sometimes it could actually come true uh, some of the most unusual channels, but the surest way is when you study the word and it's not just studying the word as in breezing through the word is actually taking the verse and asking God for the grace to get the message that he has for you in that particular verse, chapter, passage, or whatever the story may be. And today we will be sharing from the book of Matthew chapter 14. But before then, I want to um, just commend you to God as Apostle John, John the Beloved, had commended uh, his uh, friend Gaius when he wrote to him in the book of Third John chapter 1 and um, so Gaius was an, one of the early Christians and history has it, uh, Bible history has it that he ha- um, he was very good at receiving um, other Christians who were traveling or moving from one, one place to the other either trying to uh, keep safe from the persecution that was going on at the time And you know that um, John the Beloved, he was actually in some very dangerous situation like at some point he was banished to an island right and this john the beloved was the person whom jesus as in when he was writing <laughs> you know why you say the apostle whom jesus loved you know like jesus actually loved him to the extent that um i think it was when they were at the last supper the lord's supper um just before the crucifixion just before jesus moved to the garden uh, garden of gethsemane you know john the beloved was leaning on jesus jesus christ's uh, chest ah god heaven will be sweet though as in (laughs) heaven will be sweet and jesus was telling them about jesus was telling the 12 apostles about what will happen to him and everything you know peter peter is also a very bold guy (laughs) doesn't Oh, goodness. Peter is just a very bold, as in, he's the kind of person that when he believes something... So, well, Peter was there. And you know, when you read the gospel, you see that Peter was that go-to guy. Like, when Jesus wants something done, he says, Peter, go to so-so-and-so place. You will see an ass there. Untie it. If anybody asks you, tell them that the master wants it. <laughs> because Peter was the one who will like he was the defender of the faith you know even when christ was alive um i mean before christ was crucified because christ is still alive guys jesus still lives yeah so before he was crucified before he was killed and eventually rose again and now reigns on high above all principalities and powers right so why john john the beloved was just leaned on jesus christ's uh, chest and jesus was talking to them and peter was just like what about this one what will happen to what will happen to 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 this one you know uh, or was it even before jesus ascended when jesus was about to ascend you know and um peter asked what will happen to uh, john uh, this john the beloved and jesus said what what does it matter to you what if I want him to stay until I come back again that was how some people started saying that oh John the Beloved did not die and everything but uh, we all know from biblical history that he actually passed you know he died under some very painful circumstances well so when he was writing to his friend Gaius he said and this is exactly what I'm saying to you now that it is God's desire for you my dear friend dear listener it is god's desire for you to be in good health and for you to prosper as your soul prospers did you get that god's desire for you the desire of god In heaven, the desire of your father, your creator in heaven is that you will prosper and that you will be in good health as your soul is prospering. So you see that. It starts from the prosperity of your soul. Once your soul prospers, it should radiate. It will radiate all over your life. So my prayer is that your soul will prosper and that this prosperity of your soul will radiate in every area of your life, in your business, in your academics, in your personal life, your um, financial life, whatever it is that you're involved in, as you feed your soul with the word of god my prayer for you my belief in god for you is that as your soul is prospering through your nurturing it in the word and in the presence of god that every other area of your life will also prosper in the name of jesus christ our lord amen and you know this um became very Pertinent for me because, like I mentioned earlier, I was actually ill um, a couple of weeks ago, and it's funny because, um, <laughs> unless it's like a, a life threatening kind of illness, then I will just be open about activities. But as they say in Nigeria, a person get body know as they do, so I'm the one who knows that. I'm not a hundred percent, but I still have to function and discharge my duties and my responsibilities as required. So I was just wondering, god what is it that is really making me feel so low you know what is it that is making so the hospital they diagnosed something they started treating it and i was like but this is not enough you know and i remember i actually had a similar situation sometime last year although that was not that was actually worse than what happened you know recently and It's good for you to have friends that forward um, nuggets that uplifting nuggets to you from time to time. So, you need to search your circle of friends. Maybe they are there and they don't do it because they don't know that you like it. So, you might as well ask, or maybe you demonstrate by doing it to them, and hopefully, they will pick up the character and do it for you as well. So, what I mean is, you need to. Find a way to send little words of encouragement to your friends from time to time because you never know who amongst them will be able to send the words that you need at any given point in time to help and see you through a particular situation. So I was actually feeling this way up until last week when a friend uh, forwarded a message to me. And I clicked, it was a short video of about a minutes. And um, this uh, preacher was speaking and he, he gave an illustration with Peter, you know, and he said, sometimes um, you are asking for something. And when that thing comes, you sort of move your eyes away from God and you start focusing on how to get the thing done. And before you know it, it feels like everything is falling apart. And that was actually what I discovered happened to me. You know, there were things I was trusting God for. And when God laid lines in pleasant places, I started exerting energy to walk the lines. (laughs) And it was exhausting. Rather than trusting the one that laid the lines for me to show me the path you know to take and take those paths as he directs. I was thinking to figure things out on my own and that was very exhausting. And once I become worried about something I observed that um if there was anything lurking in my system in terms of an ailment that was hiding somewhere it could just it would just show its ugly head. So going back to John chapter uh third john chapter one uh verses one and two as we had quoted earlier or or sort of paraphrased earlier my prayer is that my soul will prosper and as my soul prospers i pray that that prosperity radiates in every other area of my life and this is my prayer for you today in jesus name amen so now um we are going to look at picture i want to keep the message short today but we'll share as god directs. and i'm led to read for you from the book of uh, matthew chapter 14 uh, verses 22 to 30. now i have to tell you what happened before this uh, verse 22. In this Matthew chapter 14 that was when Jesus actually fed 5,000 men not counting the women and children he fed 5,000 men meaning that he fed over 5,000 people with five loaves and two fishes so he had performed this miracle people had eaten and people were moving away they were going back to their respective homes and then he sent his disciples ahead now let me start the reading so i'm reading for you from the new living translation matthew chapter 14 verse 22 and it reads immediately after this jesus made his disciples get back into the boat and cross to the other side of the lake while he sent the people home afterward he went up into the hills by himself to pray night fell while he was there alone meanwhile the disciples were in trouble far away from the land for a strong wind had risen and they were fighting heavy waves 25. about three o'clock in the morning jesus came to them working on the water when the disciples saw him they screamed in terror thinking he was a ghost But Jesus spoke to them at once. It's all right, he said. I'm here. Don't be afraid. 28. Then Peter called to him. Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you by walking on water. 29. All right, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water toward Jesus. 30. But when he looked around at the high waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Instantly, Jesus reached out his hand and grabbed him. You don't have much faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? And when they climbed back into the boat, the wind stopped. This is the word of god thanks be to god so i just read for you from matthew chapter 14 verses 22 to 30. please feel free to read it again in your own time and possibly god could give you more insights and revelations but a couple of things that um, i'm led to share through the um, inspiration of god Right, so, as I mentioned earlier, that Jesus had just fed over five thousand people with five loaves and two fishes, and you know in those days, their loaves were like this flat bread now, I mean, um you can't you can almost not feed twenty people or let's just say those twenty people are not very hungry twenty Twenty. Not in fact. What am I saying? You cannot feed ten men, ten hungry men. Remember that first. These people had been with Jesus like maybe almost all day. He was preaching the word to them, healing the sick, performing miracles. So they had been there, and Middle East sun will be here, my people. (laughs) Oh wow wow wow. The the sun in the Middle East. I haven't been to Israel, but the closest I've been to the Middle East two places, one. UAE. Mm-hmm. The good thing about the UAE, that's United Arab Emirates, is that you have air conditioners almost everywhere. You're moving from the AC train to the AC car, AC car to the AC building. But if you have to walk around under the sun, huh, man, it's not that easy. Then the second place I've been to in the Middle East was Egypt. Hmm. One of the things that I can't forget about Egypt was when we went. Money that I spent, my own hard-earned money. I, I, I decided to go on a tour, <laughs> and I went with my fellow Nigerians. We went on a tour, like we wanted to see sites and uh, what they call the sights and sounds. they so you're going on a tourism, uh, and the kind of sun, the kind of heat that's that's oh goodness. At some point, we said, we don't want to see anything again. Please, just take us back to your hotel. It's okay. We are not seeing again. And the next day, we almost did not want to come out to go anywhere. So, these people might have been under the sun, you know, listening to Christ, learning, and he was taking care of their physical challenges and as well building their souls up, you know, through the word he was preaching. And at some point, um... He knew that these people could not just be sent away like that, that they were hungry. And he had asked, Do we have anything? And somebody said, Oh, we have five loaves and two fishes. And he said, Okay, tell everybody to sit down and distribute this thing. People were like, How? Hey, <laughs> like five loaves and two fishes. You can't even feed us, two of apostles, first of all. Not talk of going around. But God came through, right, and performed that marvellous miracle and that quantity, however little it looked, God multiplied it and it was able to take care of much. Now, this podcast for today this episode is not on this particular miracle but i will just quickly say that whatever it is you have however little it is once you present it to god you see that jesus first of all gave thanks he did not say ah god this thing is too small Oh, rain more manna from heaven to feed uh this he thanked god for what was available now it was not impossible for jesus to just make bread appear and feed those people, but he needed to teach a lesson that look, you have to bring what you have forth. Remember Moses, right? Um, Moses, when he was about to be sent to Egypt, he was like, How am I going to do this? And God asked him, What do you have in your hand? He said, I have a rod. He said, That rod, just take it with you. When, in fact, first of all, throw it, and then the, the the rod turned into a serpent. He said, Pick it up now, use this rod, and show you what to do. The same thing, whatever it is you have in your hands, however little it may be, you might think you don't have enough sense that you don't have much wisdom. That little one, that small one that you know how to do. If he say, even if he say how to polish you that you know how to do, even if it's how to cook beans, <laughs> whatever it is you know how to do, please present it to God and thank God for giving you that that um that gift thank god for giving you whatever resource he has given to you the talent whatever it is he has given to you thank god for it and he will bless it and take care of the rest now back to uh peter so after jesus had taken care of these people they had eaten uh, people were like hey the, the story must have gone around you know we that's a prophet because that's what they were calling him then they said oh that's a that prophet that man of god ah uh, Today he taught. Eh, after teaching, he fed all of us. So because they even gathered like twelve baskets, as in there was excess after people had eaten. So Jesus sent his uh, disciples to say, "You know what? Go across the um, sea to the other side. I will come and meet you there." And he wanted to have time to, I'm sure, probably rest. And then pray because he was a human being as well. He was a human being. Have you ever been to... Uh, an event where you probably minister for like three hours, it can be very exhausting not to talk of when you um, have attended to people all day. In fact, whenever I go to the bank these days, I thank the uh, account officers because it's not easy. Now, in your office, you can do your job behind your computer. Nobody is seeing you when you are not uh, in the mood. You're just responding to mails or even if you're speaking on the phone or you have scheduled meetings all these things are programmed. You know that, okay, you are going for a meeting and you have to suck it in and just go for the meeting and do your job. But these uh, frontline workers, that's what the, may I call them all, the bankers and co, they are in front of customers all day. So now in this case, Jesus was in front of these people all day, preaching, performing miracles, bearing with, uh, with their excesses. And he also took care of them to make sure that they went home happy. So he was... had to recuperate and he stayed back and he was praying and as he was praying he sensed that the apostles were in danger Hmm. what this tells you first of all is that god loves you he knows he knows when something is about to happen he sees, he, he's omnipotent, he's omniscient. He sees and he knows everything. He knows when something's about to happen to you. Whether that thing is uh, something that is likely to consume you or something that you will be so scared of. And he shows up, right? So in this case, the apostles were in the boat and the boat was about to capsize. And they were scared, they were worried. And it was at night. So Jesus showed up. Right there on the water, and um, the New Living Translation says that it was about three o'clock in the morning, about three a.m., like three hundred hours in the morning. That was um, the time when Jesus just appeared, and the the disciples were afraid, or like, oh my God! Imagine you are on the sea, and you just see a human being (laughs) on on the on the sea, like you probably will just pass out. Like what? So the the disciples were afraid, and some of them were like, "Oh my God, is a do is a ghost," you know. And Jesus said, "You know what? Don't be afraid. I'm here." You know, and some of them probably were still scared. Like really. Isn't it not this man that we sleep and wake up with, this man that uh, we eat food with, this man that workers with us on land? How can you just be on the water like this? So it was Peter that had the, um, the, the faith to say, you know what, um, Lord, if it is you, ask me to come to you now i just need to get to my notes because i had written out a couple of things that i I believe uh, is very important to share with you so um, i've already mentioned that jesus had sensed that his disciples were in danger and he moved to be with them so in the same way jesus knows everything that is happening with you in your life he's ever there In those days, he was even a human being. So he had to be in one place per time. But now he's everywhere at the same time. So he's ever there and he knows what it is that you need. Now, even before you make a request to God, God knows what you need. He knows what what it is that you require per time. But it is best for you to ask. It is best for you to ask. So now the disciples were afraid... drowning because they were in that boat and the boat was about to capsize but peter didn't just want to be saved from the boat. like he didn't just want to be saved from the turbulent sea he also wanted to do the impossible as jesus was doing he also wanted to walk on water so he said lord if this is you on water ask me to come to you on the water as well please Go and read it for yourself. You see that it was Peter's idea that he should walk on water. It was his request. He asked for the impossible. In the same way, sometimes we ask for something that, and don't 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 be shy of asking for something that uh, seems to be too big. The only thing is, be sure be sure that you are ready to handle it with God on your side, because there are some kind of blessings that when they come to you, eh? <laughs> if God is not on your side, you yourself, you'll be embarrassed. So in this case, Peter had asked Jesus and he said, Lord Jesus, if it is you walking on the water, I want to also walk on water like you. He asked Jesus for the impossible and Jesus granted the request. You know, it's possible. And I I, I, I would like to believe that. Peter was inspired to make this request because he had seen Jesus do the impossible like the day before or the night before or the evening before you know because Jesus had just fed this large number of people with very minimal food that could barely go around for I mean that was like I think that was a kid's uh, lunch. know something that could barely go around that could barely feed a child he used it to feed hefty men women and children so peter knew that "Mm, jesus did this thing the night before he's walking on water now he can definitely make me also walk on water i don't just want to be safe in the boat i also want to do something greater and also float on the boats, I mean on the sea like a boat. I want to I want to walk on the water like Jesus Christ. And he made the request. In the same way, if you if you search your life, you'll see that there are times when you also need to remember what God has done for you before. You know, part of our challenge is that oftentimes we do not reflect on where God has brought us from, what God has done for you in the past, how God has saved you before. So, you are now in the middle of a particular situation and you are so worried so scared you're not even seeing that look god has presented help before you you're not even remembering that god who did abcd thing for me in the past that he's more than able if you remember in 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 the in the days of um the children of israel while they were in the wilderness god will always remind them i'm the god of abraham isaac and jacob not just to call their names but like if you know what abraham isaac and jacob went through and how i saw them through you should know that i will also be the same to to see you through whatever it is you're you're going through so i would like you to remember what god has done for you in the past remember how jesus had seen you through in the past whatever situation or circumstance you're in please open the book of remembrance and remember what jesus had done for you before and remember that he's still the same Christ he's still the same Savior he's still the same God that's which he has done before he can even do more right so peter i believe remember that look christ had fed many people christ is walking on water now christ can definitely make me walk on water too and he made that request and jesus Ever gracious, ever kind, he will not give us that which will kill us, right? He was there. I'm sure he already foresaw that this guy will not be able to last on water. But I need him to also have the taste of his request and see that I can give him this once he believes that I give it to him. So uh, once he believes that I can give it to him. So Jesus um granted Peter the request, and Peter started walking on water. And it is possible, (laughs) it is very possible, that while Peter was walking on water, the disciples, the others, Andrew and Co, were shouting, Hey, Peter, what are you doing? Peter, you will soon sink now. Come back. It is possible that be, remember they were already on the boat that was shaking in the first place. You now leave the boat and jump into the sea like fry pan to fire. So they might have been saying, "Peter, Peter, come back, come back." And Peter now started looking around the water. I was like, "Now maybe this, eh? Is this me? I'm really on the sea, eh? Uh, what am I doing? How how could I even have come out of the boat and?" Suddenly, he stopped believing that Jesus was able to help him, and that was when he started sinking. That was when Peter started sinking. The moment he took his eyes off Jesus and focused on the noise, he started sinking. You know, sometimes people will ask you, Who do you think you are that you can do? Who is your father? where do you come from who knows your family name you think you can do a b c d and before you know it you too you start to think ah, it's true it's true Ah, who am i self who i be (laughs) Why, why should i even think that i can dream this big no let me just slice my dream and cut it back a little to what what can really happen for people like me you know learn from peter's experience keep your eyes on god focus your eyes on christ focus your eyes on jesus you know um do not do not be frightened of the big stage that you are on remember that you didn't get to that big stage on your own remember that you didn't get to where you are now on your own the one who has brought you this far You need to go back to him and that is what happened to me a couple of weeks ago so i had made a request i didn't even think in fact i just felt like if god wants to grant this request he will grant it if he's if he wants it for me he will do it and i i really did not exert much energy on it in fact um like i was saying that you need to use what is in your hand right for god to bless it Because I remember somewhere in the course of my uh, making that request, I got that revelation that, look, I had to take a step. Just take a step and God will sort out the rest. And I took a step, one small step like that. And God immediately started turning everything in my favor, making lines fall in pleasant places. And when everything was set, I was like, what? Are you kidding me? Like, (laughs) How? How am I supposed to enjoy this? And I stay, I still worrying, like, oh my god, I need to do this now, I need to do that. Oh, that this one is not sorted. And as I was thinking of things I had to put in place to now begin, it's like you have food food set in front of you, right? Let's say you 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 went you went to a restaurant and you ordered for something, and you probably felt that the chef may not. Be, may not have the energy to make it or you felt like maybe you don't you can't even afford this food oh yes you felt like you can't afford this food not like the chef can doesn't have the energy but you felt like you cannot really afford this but you just place the order and somehow the restaurant prepares the food and places it place it on your table and says it's on the house <laughs> like the bill is sorted You need to eat now. And you're like, eh, this food they use chopsticks to eat it though. (laughs) You see, you you have to use chopsticks to eat this food. And you don't know how to use chopsticks. And okay, there's a particular construct to eating this food. Like you have to take this um sauce and put it here, and you're like, you don't you can't even understand, like you can't really uh figure out which one to add first my dear what's the easiest thing you can do is not to ask the chef or anybody in the restaurant and say okay how do i start eating this food and then they will show you okay just take this one put it here there there's some programs you know um, on food network if you watch them um the chef would prepare a meal and serve it to the judges and tell the judges what to do okay you have to take this and put it here you know so In my own case, that is what I could have just done. I could have just asked God, like, gone back to God and said, Thank you for the food. Thank you for surprising me pleasantly. Lord, please, show me how to eat this food. (laughs) But instead? Then I became worried. I was like, where is the fork? Where is the knife? How do I hold fork? How do I hold chopsticks? You know, and that was technically what happened to me. And in the course of my worry, I just broke down until a friend sent that message to me, which was essentially a summary of this Matthew chapter 14 verses 22 to 32 that we have read. You know, that the moment you take your eyes away from the source, Of course, you start feeling dizzy. Every other thing will start falling apart. So my encouragement to you is, please, just like Peter immediately had the presence of mind, you know, he immediately remembered that there was something he was looking at that helped him to come out of the boat and be on the water in the first place. And he immediately screamed to Jesus and said, Lord, save me lord save me lord save me that is what i implore you to to do today as you listen to this message please go to christ and ask him to save you do not be ashamed look at this is not this is not a family matter It's, it's a matter between you and your creator you know you need to go to him and say lord please help me in fact sometimes the most powerful prayer you can say is lord please help me and remember just like king david had written that the fervent prayer of um of the righteous one availeth much right when you pray fervently uh, and 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 also he also wrote that um that the, the the a broken and a contrite heart that the lord will not forsake yes that was what he said as well a broken and a contrite heart that the lord will not forsake when your heart you are genuinely repentant and you are genuinely seeking for god i promise you he will not forsake you but you just make sure because god cannot be mocked you know you just make sure that you are not the kind saying oh you just want to seek god now get what you want and you are off Man, you are playing yourself. <laughs> You'll be playing yourself if you think that way, because that your thoughts. The, even before you think the thoughts, the owner of you already knows. Yeah, that's the that's the cool thing about God. Me, in fact, eh, there are times when I will just say, Lord, I'm already misbehaving because my my thoughts is going wild. Please, I'm sorry, Papa. Please forgive me. Just bring me back to where you want me to be, like. Um, and that's why the scripture says that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Because even before you do it, you have thought something. In fact, even now that you are thinking that your thoughts are pure, there's a, there a problem because it's pride that has already come You are thinking that, and no, you don't think. So Peter had the presence of mind to go back to Christ and say and scream. And he asked Jesus to save him and jesus is ever present ever ready he's our ever present help in the time of need jesus immediately reached out his hand and caught peter that was how peter's life was saved that he did not drown and when he caught peter he looked at him and he said oh you of little faith your faith is little your faith is small. Why did you doubt me? Why did you not believe when I told you to come? Why did you focus on the noise? Why did you look around on the water? Why did you take your eyes away from me? In the same way, that, that's what God is asking you and I right now. What, what, what is it that made you feel that God that has brought you this far cannot take you through? What is it that makes you feel like God does not love you at all, yet he has given you oxygen free of charge till this point? What is it that makes you feel that you are not special when you are created in the image and likeness of the creator of the entire universe? What is it that makes you think that you are nobody? When you are the son of the Most High God, I mean the son, the daughter of the Most High God, what is it that makes you think that you are not worth it? When your body is the temple of that spirit that hovered over the waters when darkness was upon the face of the deep. In Genesis chapter 1, do you know who you are? Son and daughter of God, do you know who you are? Do you know who your father is? If a mother cannot see her suckling child crying and refuse to breastfeed that child why do you think that your father in heaven will abandon you when you call him for help look there are times when we feel like okay we've been praying we've been praying we are not getting the answers one day we are going to talk about prayers and i believe it was james that talked about that and james was one of the brothers of jesus christ and he said look You ask and you are not receiving because you are asking amiss. That you will consume it in your own selfish desires. Look, eh, I don't want to talk about prayer today. But what I want to encourage you on right now is please remember who has brought you this far and focus on him zone out the noise zone out the naysayers even when people are saying you should not do this please go to god and ask even when people are saying you should do this when people are hailing you ah, triple chief, chief chief princess the queen of the whole world everything you should go back to god and ask god my father my creator my source am i doing the right thing please Guide me, direct me with your eyes, show me what to do, teach me what to do, show me your precepts, help me to walk in accordance with your ways. I pray that God will strengthen your faith. I pray that God will help you not to close your mouth because a closed mouth is a closed destiny. I remember um, not long ago I was in a restaurant in another country and um I didn't travel with much cash. And my friends also, who I traveled with, <laughs> did not have much cash on them. So we were almost like cash-trapped. Our our um, our cards, our debit cards were not working. So it was only the cash that we had on us. And we went to a restaurant to have lunch. And um, the lady who had served us, the waitress who had served us, uh, I wanted to give her a tip. But I had to break like had to um uh, get some change out of the denomination of a currency of foreign currency that i had on me so i gave her the money and i asked her to please go and change it up with their cashier and you know take a certain amount of money as tip and return the balance That was what i said to her now she went to the cashier did what she did and came back and gave me Uh, some money now in my mind i felt like okay she had taken the portion i wanted her to take as a tip so i was (laughs) putting the rest of the cash (laughs) in my wallet while she was helping to uh, take away the trays and uh, plates from the table so she noticed that i was putting the money in my the entire money in my wallet and my friend who i was with was also silent did not say anything because i'm sure that uh, this friend of mine also felt that the lady had the waitress had done what i asked her to do which was to take a certain portion of uh, the the money as tip and give me the balance so as i was about to zip up my wallet she she said to me madam i gave you the whole money I was like, excuse me? She said she gave me the entire money. So what she did was she just broke up the denomination into um, lower denominations. And gave me the whole thing without taking anything and I said you see why they say a closed mouth is a closed destiny because if you had not told me I was under the mistaken impression that you had already done what I asked you to do that you had taken your tip and give me giving me the rest and she laughed and we all had a very good laugh so I gave her uh, the portion of the money that was already allocated for her as tip so I told us this story just to remind us that, look, a closed mouth is a closed destiny. Yes, God knows what is in your heart, but he also wants you to ask. He also wants you to ask, please. And asking is an act of humility. There are times when you don't, you don't ask and God immediately acts and takes care of business. But trust me, it's in your best interest to ask, to ask, especially when you know that um you are in need so um my prayer for you is that god will increase your faith my prayer for you is that god will also help you to know that you are worthy that there is nothing he cannot do for you i pray that you release yourself to return to god i pray that you release yourself to accept christ and enter into his warm embrace jesus is ever ready and is waiting to accept you He's the Son of God, and He has given you that right and privilege of sonship and daughterhood. But I don't know, please do not reject it, do not reject it. Because unfortunately, some people some people say, now, uh, what's the most powerful country on earth? There are probably a couple now, right? So maybe there's one that stands out as the most superpower, uh, most powerful uh, superpower, uh, what do they call it, like the greatest superpower on the earth right now. Imagine that that country wanted to offer you citizenship. Or maybe you're already a citizen of that country. And maybe the second largest superpower wanted to offer you citizenship. Which will sort of like double your importance in the world. Like everywhere you go, the world will know that, hey, this person is not to be joked with because he or she has, uh, you You have great nations backing you. So they wanted to give you citizenship and you're like, mm, yeah, you don't think you need it you want you are comfortable to just apply for visa whenever you are going there and maybe you are a citizen of a country that can easily be blown off the surface of the earth and nobody will even remember you know you you you, you, would you just turn down an opportunity to take on this superpower citizenship most likely no most likely you want you also want to have like um, a nationality that will be celebrated, preferred, that could give you many advantages in this case that's in fact uh, our case as human beings and being accepting what Christ is offering us is even more glorious it's more glorious and I encourage you to please, please please, please enter into the warm embrace of christ jesus is ever ready he's ever available to catch you as long as you invite him into your life and at this point i just remember and uh, this song came back to me a few weeks ago as well. We used to sing it when I was in primary school. But honestly, at that time, I did not fully understand it. I remember one of my primary school teachers used to like scream it, like sing it like this. As, especially there was this portion used to say, come in today, come in to stay. And I would be looking at him like, please, can you stop shouting at us? And I was a child, but you know, I used to think that way. And the song is a uh, very simple But as I am growing older, as I'm maturing spiritually, I am understanding it better and better and realizing that it's a very, very important song. And it goes this way. Into my heart, into my heart, come into my heart. Lord Jesus come today, come to stay, come to my heart, Lord Jesus. this is my prayer for you today, that Christ will come into your heart, that you will have the wisdom, the boldness, uh, and the um, the courage, the, cor- the courage and the humility to um, ask Christ to come into your heart, and that Jesus will indeed come into your heart today and to stay in your heart forever, ruling as King Supreme. And you will feel the effect of Christ in you today and forever in Jesus Christ Almighty name. Amen. Thank you so much for listening. May God bless you, protect you, uplift you, and continue to multiply the good seeds that have been sown in your hearts today. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.